How are you, Jared? It's a pleasure being on there, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. So definitely want to just lay out the, the land for everybody who's watching. Thank you for all the continued support. I can't believe we're on episode 10 already and you know, appreciate all the, you know, the support we've been getting and everyone following. But the LinkedIn All-Star segment, just to give everybody a lay of the land, I wanted to create this segment, as you guys may have known. Um, I started creating content back in November on LinkedIn as a way for me to create you know, outbound sales opportunities for myself and for the company, right? And I wanted to be more personable about how I do my outreach. And so I started creating content and doing storytelling, right? And David is actually one person who I followed heavily in the beginning of my process and my journey. So what I want to do today is kind of go over some tips and tricks, some of the things that David has done that you know, help him grow his audience, um, what has been some of the ROI, and help you guys expedite your growth. So before we, before we start, let me drop a, a quick fact for you guys. So the reason why LinkedIn is so important right now, especially for content, right? According to Foundation Inc., of the 500 million total LinkedIn users, around 250 monthly users are active. Only 3 million share content on a weekly basis, right? So that means that just over a touch of 1% of monthly users are actively using, uh, creating content on the platform. So there's a huge content deficiency. So if you're wondering why you see the same 50 to 100, 150 people, it's because nobody else is creating content. <laughs> nobody else is doing it. So there's a huge opportunity to grow your brand and your presence. Um, and I think that's a great segue to, to start with the questions, David. Um, I'd love to know personally from you, man, when did you get started and, and what were some of the things that helped you grow your following to what it is today? So a lot to answer for one uh, question. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off with why I, I'm going to start off with the why I joined more than when I joined. So I joined actually okay. a year ago. The reason I joined was actually very simple. I was working in the food industry at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. And one of my colleagues, you know, when I joined their company, they told me they have 6,000 leads. I'm like, yeah, damn, you know, <laughs> one of the colleagues, one of the colleagues, you know, gives me the leads and uh, he tells me, you know, log into my LinkedIn account. I had no idea. Literally, I've heard of LinkedIn. I have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And just these are all the connections that he'd literally built up over a year of time, you know, real connections, real target market, banging out. So happens to be he'd exported all 6,000 leads, the ones that had numbers, emails. He did a full, uh, I don't know if you can do it anymore, but you used to be able to pull everything yeah. from LinkedIn. You can still do um, it, you do export to all your contacts. Yeah, yeah, but the vast majority of people nowadays don't put their number on there anymore. So <laughs> that's how much I've seen change in the past year. But yeah. uh, I tell you, so... Next, you know, I'm calling up these people, right? And I'm introducing myself as Cunny's, that was his name, Cunny, as Cunny's colleague, right? So I worked with Cunny, he gave me this lead, he told me he's connected with you on LinkedIn, da, 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 da. and I'm realizing to myself after like three weeks, and this is BS, yeah. why am I calling, you know, saying, hey, I'm Jarrett's friend, like just call, be their friend, connect with them, get to know them, and then call them. So what I started doing this, I, I made my own platform, I, I, I created my own account on LinkedIn, and Pretty much in a nutshell, I started connecting with people and then I realized, you know, I'm reaching out to them, it's the same thing, it's cold. Although they can see a picture of my face and everything like that. So okay. I thought, wait, how about a reverse engineer? Let me stop banging out content. Let me show them my personality. And then hopefully if I reach out to them and we're connected and they see my content, that's how it's gonna work. You know, gonna be more likely to reciprocate and wanna, you know, have a conversation, especially if I provided some form of value. Totally. So hold on one second. Yeah. So that's what happened. So I joined LinkedIn. I started creating content. And um, what was the, you had two questions. You said, when did I join? And, and yeah. what was the, 
Yeah, so I, I, I'm first of all, I'm impressed with your following and what you've done, man. So I've been following you for quite some time, man. I think what are you now? Sixty thousand followers? I mean, sixty thousand connections, fifty-eight thousand followers, something like that. No, it's thirty thousand connections and nearly thirty thousand followers. The so max is thirty thousand. So connections. Whew. Well, for a year, for a year, Mark, that's incredible, right? So, what are some of the pieces of advice, or what what advice would you give to a new content creator coming on right now? What have you seen work best for your particular strategy? So for me personally, I can't talk for, honestly speaking, I can't talk for everyone and I can't talk for every industry because every industry does differ. So yeah. depending on what you're trying to sell and how you're trying to, you know, what's good. But in general, yeah. um, trying to stand out from the, I have to apologize. I'm doing this on my phone and it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's getting good. these, I might cut off because I'm frozen on the camera. No, you're good to go. I okay. So pretty much in a nutshell, um, what was I saying? What was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, how, how you grew the following. So what works best for you? Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, so with me, every industry is different, right? So you never mm -hmm. know exactly. I can't talk for everyone what they should do. What thing, I can talk about what I did. In my industry, I haven't had my first industry. I was on LinkedIn. I had a leverage point. We were selling something that other people weren't. But now I'm in, in the commercial real estate industry. Mm -hmm. And my whole screen has crashed up, by the way. It's making me nervous. Um, <laughs> and, and pretty much in a nutshell, what enabled me to really, I wouldn't, I don't like the word dominate, but uh, excel on the platform mm. was way more personalized content in the sense of my own personal experiences, journey and life in general than uh, business related content. So what, what I try and do is create a funnel of people that are interested in getting to know me. Once they know me, okay, we can have a conversation and then talk about business, how we can provide value to each other, you know, how we can help them, how we can help me, et cetera. But instead of it just being me, business, business, I'd rather build the guru name as David Stanton than the guru name as David Real Estate. Happens okay. to be, based on that, I have a very good ROI because a lot of people like me, not because of the product I sell, but because of the way and the person that I am and how I give myself over. So for me, it's been personal content. Yeah. Talking about my life experiences and journey has really enabled me to excel way beyond other people. And that's due to two things. It's personable and it's relatable. When things are personal and relatable, you become much more likable. Totally. I, I, I've seen the same experience with me. Right. So I, I'm in the SEO industry. Right. So for those who don't know, like SEO is dealing with, you know, Google visibility, you know, the search engines, things of that nature. Right. And it's not the sexiest topic. Right. <laughs> so. So with that being said, I was thinking of ways. Right. Similar to you. How can I break down a sales barrier and make a personal connection? With the people i'm actively targeting right so seos don't know me i don't do seo on a day-to-day -day basis i'm not in the weeds with it but what kind of value could i bring right and the value i'm bringing is my personal experiences and my stories right some of my best posts were about me um you know how i first got into the sales industry right what are some of the things i overcame i came straight from college i had uh, my child at the time i was being a waiter at Starbucks and all these other places, you know what I mean? And I need to do something different. And next thing, next thing you know, I'm in a sales position and uh, I'm crushing quota and I'm top performer there, right? So those are the things that people see and they connect with it and they say, wow, that's really amazing what you've overcome or that's amazing what you've been able to accomplish, right? And it breaks down that barrier. So now when I do say what's up to you or say, hey, or bring in value, it's, hey, Jeremy, I saw your story. It's really cool. Well, for the most part, they come to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they come to you. Turning outreach into image. That's, that, that's it. That's it, man. That's Let me it. ask you. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin this uh, thingy. I'm just. My whole thing is frozen up. Like I can't see you uh, live. It's like literally a screenshot. Wow. Is there any way we could fix that on the spot or not? I'm not sure. To be honest, I see you perfectly. Everything. You see is me cool. moving? 
Yeah, everything. Yeah, but I'm saying I haven't seen everything frozen. So, I, you know, I can't, it's easier if I can read your facial reactions as I'm talking. I, I know, man. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, man. I don't know if we can do it right now, but okay, it's so all blessed. Let's just go. Yeah, we come. So, so matter of fact, being back to the, I'm gonna use a go after a line because we're supposed to have Sam Downs here, who's a you know LinkedIn top voice. We're having some connectivity issues, but I'm gonna read something from one of her quotes from from an uh, from the top voice and ask you a question, right? So it says Sam Down uses her humor to provoke discussion around challenges by getting past the gatekeeper. Reflecting on her video about cold calling, she said, I'm proud of this video because I was reluctant to even post it. People on this platform can be so serious at times, but I received the most engagement because it was real and relatable. And let me just say that one more time for the people. It was real and relatable, right? <laughs> so that's, that's authenticity sells people. So my question to you, David, right, is, is there a fine line of being too real, too authentic? What is too much and what is too little? Like, how do you balance that? So, in in all honesty, again, with with every with every with every person, with every industry, it differs depending on what industry we're in, depending how the level of trust stereotypically is designed. You know, um, I'd say that's that. So, I can't again. I can't talk for everyone. I talk about myself. Yeah, but I'd say with everything, when it comes to authenticity, depending how far you go, right? So. As I've mentioned to you in the past, you know, when it comes to, for example, politics, yeah. politics in theory could be a very unifying moment if you're very good at elaborating your words and explaining your thought process. You can invoke a, a lot of discussion, a lot of heated conversation, yeah. and overall, you can get a lot of people to resonate with you in theory. Okay. At the same time, it can backfire. People can take your words out of context and then say, you know what, I'm not going to be connected with you no longer. You've pissed me off. Right. Exactly. So. As, as Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, um, once put it, after an interview he did, after the whole Colin Kaepernick um, kneeling at the national anthem, uh -huh. with, with the, the Nikes, um, if I'm correct, Nikes stocks dropped down and then within, the, within, the, within one year, they'd increased in sales, I think, I might be wrong, uh -huh. I think 13 or $3 billion increase in sales, I'm not yeah. sure. Yep. The bottom line is as follows. He said in an interview, Phil Knight said, it's not about, it doesn't matter how many people hate your brand. What matters most is how many people love it. And the idea of authenticity in a nutshell is you're enabling people, again, to relate to you as a person. The more they relate to you, the more likable you come, the more likable you come, the more they feel they trust you. That's just how it is. At the same time, going too far might make them think, hey, you know, I don't trust you so much anymore. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think each to their own, figure out balance. My advice in general is trying to stay away from things that are somewhat political unless you feel it's in your duty and right to speak up about something. You know, if it's just Stam sharing your thoughts about something that in reality isn't really providing value, doesn't really enable people to get to know you. It's just kind of like, hey, screw this, screw that. I think that's not a good idea on an authentic level. I think one yeah. should be more passionate, have empathy within the content that they share, and more personal level in the sense of showing the vulnerable side can be very powerful if done correctly. If done wrong, people might say, no, you're a wimp. I don't want to do business with someone like you. So again, yeah. everything, everything in context, everything depending on the industry and everything depending on the person. But I'd say if one does a healthy balance, of being authentic and being relatable, they will dominate. If one goes to a very negative authenticity where they talk bad about things, and yeah. although that's authentic, they get to see what you dislike, I think at the same time that can backfire. So it's best to keep a very totally. positive authenticity vibe. Absolutely. Does that yes. answer the question? 
No, absolutely, man. And I would even add to that, just like you said, be be broad, right? Stay away from topics like, you know, for me as a as African American, I want to talk about certain social injustices that's going on in the world, right? But at the same time, some of the clients that I might be speaking to might have a totally different viewpoint on some of these topics, right? Now, do I do I want to neg negate that? Do I want to be honest and still keep it real and say what I feel, or do I want to get the business? And that's the the fine line you guys have to do. So, what I really suggest for people is right, just keep it personable, right? Like share your family content, right? I, I shared a post on Sunday, me taking my son going jet skiing, right? 10,000 views, right? Does it have anything to do with my business? But I also got 20, 30 different DMs. Like it looked amazing. You're a great dad. You're a great person, man. I really love what you're doing. And those could lead and to that, <laughs> And that's just DMs. The amount of people that watched it and saw it and thought the same thing, but didn't reach out to you, but might exactly. reach out to you in the future is astronomical. That's the key. That's the key. And actually, that's a good segue to another question, right? So being that me and yourself, we, we are storytellers, we like to share a lot of personable, personable content. So what do you suggest to tell somebody, um, you know, how do they drum up business from personal content? What if somebody's saying, well, I'm in a, a space where, you know, it's very product focused and I need to want to become a thought leader. How would they become that? So I'll tell you, so I'll tell you. So for example, it's not, so for example, if I'm selling, right, um, coffee cups. So the vast majority of, like we discussed right in the beginning, like you mentioned right in the beginning, the vast majority of LinkedIn doesn't post in the slightest. And if they do post, the 1% that does post, surprisingly, is very easy to dominate over them. Like I said, I don't like the word dominate, I like the word excel, whatever the word is. Yeah. Um, the moral of the story is this, the vast majority of people that do post content post very, very business related content, which isn't personal. It's like an article industry related, which in theory is very interesting, might provide value to their target market. But again, it doesn't really get and enable me to get to know the person that's posting it. So I know what the person's uh, sharing. Thank you for sharing it, but I don't really know you from it. So what I would do instead is let's say I was selling these coffee cups is I talk about my experience, what made me get into the industry. How many coffee cups do I sell a week? What's the challenges I face in the coffee cup industry, right? Mm -hmm. um, how how yeah. do I, I, I generate leads? How do I get on the mm -hmm. phone? What do I say to people? My sales advice, my communication advice, all of that stuff is personable, yeah. but it's business related. So at the same time, people are getting to know your product because they're seeing your day-to-day -day routine. They're, it's like vlogging. They're seeing what you're up to. They're seeing your day-to-day -day routine. And at the, at the same time, um, they're, they're getting to know you through what you're sharing, they're seeing your product as well. Uh, that that's gold right there. <laughs> that's gold right there, man. That's Share the journey of everything, baby. That's it, man. Uh, actually, another another one for you, man. I know. All right, and actually, I'm gonna lay it up for, for everyone else, right? So I want to ask a question regarding pods, right? So for those who are not uh, in the know or don't necessarily know what a pod is, right? So pod is basically, let's say. 20, 30 different individuals, right? They have a content strategy and they basically align with each other to like each other's posts in order to boost their engagement and their visibility on LinkedIn, right? It was one of those in the in the know things, right? One of those things that wasn't on feeds a lot. You just got a DM from somebody you didn't know. You're like, hey, do you want to be joined on this group? And then then that's what it was. But there's some downsides and there's some upsides to it. So I would love to know your opinion on pods and, and what do you suggest to people up and coming who may get an invitation? So for me, pods is like, <laughs> pods for me is a very touchy subject because the, the, I'll explain this in a second. Okay. On a strategic level, for a regular person that's creating content, if they identify a pod in the sense of, look, when I post content, not everyone's going to see it, not everyone's online, it's not going to send it to my entire network, it only sends it pretty much to the people that engage or the people that view your content often. That's yeah. how LinkedIn pretty much feeds it at first until they engage and it pushes it further. Um, 
So what happens is if someone says on a strategic standpoint, they want to join a pod, but the pod isn't just a random pod of people they don't know. It's, hey, how about you, Jara, Sam, we know each other. How about we get on a pod and we share each other's content and we help each other boost it to get more um, publicity exposure. That I think is okay um, in, in my sense of pods. I personally have never used a pod in my life, right? Because yeah. I'm very about organic. I want real people to say real comments. I don't want any phony friends to just be like, hey, brother, brother cheers, brother. I, I don't need that stuff. I want real exactly. people that watch my stuff. But on top of that, I do understand why pods could be very beneficial to somebody that hasn't got a large network, doesn't yeah. have credibility yet, and the algorithm doesn't feed their content out to a lot of people. My only issue is on an ethical standpoint of marketers on LinkedIn in specific and platforms like Instagram. See, an Instagram, let's take, for example, an Instagram model, right? Yeah. So she, you check out her Instagram page, she gets 35,000 likes a post of her in a bikini, whatever it is, okay? Yeah. You cut <laughs> that part out. She has <laughs> 35,000 likes, she has 100,000 followers. So a company comes over and says, listen, I would love you to advertise my product. Uh, my energy drink, whatever it is, okay? So yeah. she says, awesome, she charges $15,000 a post because she's gonna generate them close to about 250,000 views. Now the problem is, is the vast majority of her audience are fake. She bought them on Fiverr, whatever it's called. They're fake followers, they're fake likes, and it's mm -hmm. fake metrics, which means to say, you can have, you can literally go online and pay $10, $20, and they'll give you 100, 300, 500, 1,000 likes, however much you want, <laughs> which gives off the illusion that you have credibility. The problem is for me is if a marketer is selling their product as join me, I am going to teach you how to get engagement on LinkedIn and their entire engagement is fake, I find that a little bit ethically dishonest. Besides that, if someone isn't trying to sell engagement, it's some, simply using it as a network to help them get more exposure on the platform and more for it. But like I said, when it comes to marketing, trying to sell their marketing tips, and their entire engagement is fraud. I find it dishonest. Yeah, Are you with me, it makes sense. Totally. And Sam, what's up, Sam? Oh just my gosh! I was like almost <laughs> in tears. I was like, why isn't this working? If, if if we're on, can I just try and do something real fast? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead, I'm Sam. back. I'm good. I'm live. I'm live. I'm live. Let's do it. I got cut off. Now I can see myself. How are you, Sam? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's all that matters, right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love you, David. I'm just kidding. No, you have to understand. I was, I was literally frozen for the past ten minutes, looking at a screen of me like this. <laughs> so, so I couldn't do myself seriously. I was mumbling my words. I couldn't see his reaction. And, I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and my breasts were like they're squashed. Oh I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Too funny. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening all scared. along and you've made some, uh, both of you have made some great points. I kind of want to like circle back to the thought of um, the whole like what, saying that what centering your, yourself, okay? Um, mm -hmm. Because obviously this is a huge trending topic on LinkedIn and across even like the Jewish community. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so important, especially if LinkedIn is your main source of a platform. Um, and especially that if you get clients and you know you are employers on LinkedIn, it is so important to be semi-reserved. Like not be fake, but be semi-reserved. Like yeah. don't be all wild and crazy about your opinions because it, it's going to backfire. It, it always does. Yeah. Um, and like it's just so important just to keep your personal brand on the forefront of your mind 
with every post really. And I, and I've really, um, you know, oh. made some mistakes posting too. And I deleted them like almost instantly. Cause it gets like an immediate bad reaction. I'm like, oh crap. Like what did yeah. I do? For, for me, the only post I delete is when I post something and within 10 minutes I realize it's got no engagement. I just delete it and try to post it. Same, same. same. <laughs> right, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm yeah. glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. We're so vain. <laughs> <laughs> It's not about vanity metrics. Overweights, delete. I love to hear from you. I, I know we only have a few minutes left, though. But I would love to hear from you about, you know, how did you get started on LinkedIn and how, you know, your story to you becoming a top voice and, and to where you are now. I would love to hear that. Yeah, it's so funny because, like, when me and David met, like, we were in a little. Uh, friendly competition there and he surpassed me like times five already um, and it's so funny like, yeah right right uh, so when i first started creating link or you know creating content or really started really being serious on this platform my boss came to me he was like hey i heard it's good for legion like you know connect with our partners and just prospect and i'm like okay so um i really started creating content and i just really started getting traction when i started like posting funny stuff and like sales content um, yeah. But the moment I started really like stop being so scripted about it because I would literally plan out my entire video and it was just awful and robotic like a sales call or something. Yeah. Uh, so once I stopped doing that, then like the authenticity came out like I built a community um, and that's really what helped me like become the top voice. I usually don't even like to talk about that, but um, yeah. um, that's what really is just the community behind it, you know, being trending in the hashtag sales. Yeah. Um, and creating discussions within your content. And that's like, that was huge. Absolutely. And what has it been like since then? You know, you're like a celebrity to me on LinkedIn. So you oh, already know. Oh man, man, you mean you're like that. You, as soon as I saw that post, they gave everybody some context. As soon as I saw the top voice, right? I, I connected with, with Sam immediately. I was like, Sam, what are you doing? What's up? I need to know you. Can we talk? Because I'm not doing I'm not doing things right. I don't know. Right? So me and Sam just had a conversation. We ended up speaking on the phone and then we built our relationship to what it is today. And I'm definitely proud of you know everything you've been able to accomplish. You know, I follow you. Sam here, brother. Yeah, you know that. So um I'm curious to know like what's changed since the since the top voice though, like in terms of you know, just visibility, has how has life changed professionally? So, I mean, I definitely believe that it's given me a boost of credibility in, in that terms, but um, mm -hmm. in terms of like maybe a few, I only saw really like a few extra thousand, like maybe a thousand to maybe 1500 of followers. And I thought it was going to blow up overnight, um, sure. but it didn't. And that's fine because like, I almost rather it be like that because I love the organic reach rather than, oh, I get featured in some article and then like I get like 20,000 followers, but they don't really know who I am. But these people that have really followed me have followed me throughout my journey. Um, yeah. And that's more that I'd rather have like 9,000 or like 10,000 people that I've made a personal impact on um, than like 100,000 followers. Honestly, like truly, I, I really totally. doesn't care about the numbers to me in a sense. It just matters like the relationships that I can build with. Absolutely. And I couldn't imagine my DM box like with 100,000 followers. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah. do it. No, I, I couldn't. I, I, I'm the same. I'm like in that same boat. Like right now, I'm at what close to seven thousand, and I know I have a I have a tribe. You know what I mean? I know exactly who's gonna like my post. I know I have people that I help on a regular. I have mm -hmm. I'm really by impact, right? Because I've had DMs from from Germany, France, England, yep. Africa. Like Jared, man, you're so inspiring. And in all actuality, I'm just a dude creating content from the Bronx, just trying to get a sale. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
let's keep it real. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just that even that is so humbling. You know what I mean? And it, and it, it drives you to create more content, make these relationships. I know me personally without LinkedIn, you know, I've met more people in the last six, seven months on LinkedIn than I have in nine years in my whole entire career. Yep. That yep. is, is that simple, guys. And I'm curious to hear anybody from, from anybody live right now. Is there any questions that you'd like us to get, get to today before we before we head off? Also had uh, another good question for you guys. So Matthew, you already did you say any, what you felt about the pods? Oh, I man. I know you no, <laughs> I'll be really brief about it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Uh, like I said, that organic reach, man, it's like when you, when, you know, when you use like a bunch of Roundup in your vegetables and stuff, you're going to get people cancer. You know what I mean? Like it's about that organic reach, that nice soil, those nice roots. You know what I mean? You got to build that to get that nice, juicy, ripe tomato, you know? And that's like how that was really stupid analogy, but you know, you get it. So just totally. like keep your organic reach, keep it, keep it fresh, keep it funky, and that that's it. Cool, cool. And I, I definitely agree with you guys on there. So uh, let's just before we end it off, what's the one biggest piece of advice would you give to somebody else who may be watching right now that's looking to create content but is like, I just don't know how? What is the one biggest piece of advice would you tell somebody? I would say start with building relationships with people like me and David and you, Jarrett. Just start building those relationships uh, with content creators. Start getting that the inspiration, and then you know I, I know like I could think of a hundred content creators right now that would love to do a collaboration with somebody just starting out, just to help them out. Totally. I would do that. You know what I mean? And it gives you a nice little start, a nice little push, um, and just maybe get a little mentor. Obviously, a free mentorship. Obviously, um, but you know, just get a. Build let a me jump in there. On top of that, it also gains credibility. So a lot of the time when yeah. you team up with somebody that people already acknowledge and recognize, even if that person gets 5,000 views, if that person is a consistent content creator and you team up with them, you do a small video, a small podcast, whatever it is, naturally when that gets aired, you've gained credibility because like, hey, you know Sam, I'm a big fan of Sam's, I'm gonna connect with you. Totally. Yep, exactly. Totally. And also, no, I wanna put an emphasis too, not just focusing on content creation, is also engaging is just as important, right? Ooh. It's just as important. So you can't go in there thinking you're gonna start, you're gonna create content, you're gonna have people, you're gonna have a tribe. If you don't have those conversations, you don't engage on those comments that they have on your post or comment on their post. You know, when you see their post come down, even if it's not in your industry, just give them a like just off the mm. just off GP. I do that a lot. You know, like, hey, that's one of my people's, hey, I'm just going to like it because I want to boost their visibility. You know what I mean? So exactly. engage with people. I know you, I just, you do that too. This is actually a very good trick. So then if someone actually posts something, right, um, comment something on my feed, which is a little bit negative, I immediately go onto their page, okay? The other thing, I go onto their page and then just like a hundred of their <laughs> posts in a row. Thumb them with likes. I comment amazing stuff. And all of a sudden, yeah, Bob's your uncle. They, they are my closest of friends. You know what I'm saying? I love That's that so much, David. You are so on a way. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> oh, my God. So just one little story before. So this guy, mm -hmm. when I first, this is when I first started, okay? And um, mm -hmm. this guy, like, made a really awful, nasty, mean comment about, like, my looks and my eyebrows. And you just don't, mm. you just don't mess around with my eyebrows. Like, it took me months <laughs> to grow out these things. Like, I love them. Yeah, people talk uh, about my chest there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know what I did? If he's watching, like, it was me. 
I actually, you know how you can like anonymously mail somebody a glitter bomb and it shoots out like three ounces of like glitter everywhere. It's so hard to clean up. Yeah. I anonymously mailed him one of those and I'm just like, you know, so he opens it. I wish he knew it was me because like he just, that, you know, that's what you get for trolling, just being a troll. <laughs> so that was, that, that was my take on, on, you know, but David Stanton is so, that's so. I glitter his feet with love. It, see, it's <laughs> awesome. I, I should have done that and we would probably yeah. have been best friends. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm gonna be honest. With you. I haven't had to. I'm waiting for neg. I haven't had much negative. It's good. That's good. Yeah. Like no, I just have it. When you start receiving, you know you're making good noise. That's it, uh, man. Nathan said he's anonymously sent a potato to so many people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like what is this potato? <laughs> I wish. Oh man, I wish we had an hour for this, man. I, I would love I to talk to you guys more, man. But I, I just want to say because we are at the time now. I want to say thank you guys both. You know. You guys both were instrumental to to my performance and, and giving me and motivation and inspiration to keep going, especially even through the quarantine and things like that. I had a, a time where, you know, I was in a funk. You know, that's another important thing that we, I think we should do, man. Have some fun with this. You know, it can be a lot at times, right? Don't put so much pressure on yourself, right? Take a yeah. day off. You know, it's okay to do that. People will still love you for it regardless. So I want to thank you guys both because, you know, I genuinely like you guys, love you guys. I owe you guys a beer when you're in New York City. We're going to do our pizza challenge, Sam. We're going to do oh, that. I got you. Oh. Kosher pizza. Kosher pizza. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. So thank you guys both. Shout out to everybody who's watching at home. Thank you for enjoying the 10th episode of, of Rankable. I really appreciate the support. We're getting better and better. Uh, special shout out to the iPool rank team. Uh, love you guys. Also, the marketing team, Kevin, Nathan, thank you guys for all the assets, all the behind-the-scenes work. None of this is possible without you guys. So thank you again. Love you guys. And see you guys next week. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace out.